and uh, just pray that God, that God gives you a great day and that you uh, have a wonderful time with uh, family today. If you uh, are with us, whether you're a guest or not, we ask that you would take out your connection card. It's this blue card in your program, and, uh, and, we, and feel free to fill that out and request any information. On the back, there is opportunity for not only to request information, but to leave a prayer request or a praise report, to register for something. If you register for something here, uh, it will get passed on to the right person. And uh, if you are a guest here with us, though, we would appreciate any information that you would feel comfortable giving us. Just I'm not going to hound you, but we'd like to give you an official welcome to the church. And so please feel, to, feel free to fill that out and leave it on the pew after the service and ushers will come around and pick that up. Highlight just a couple things in terms of announcements. First of all, as we do every Sunday, we have lunch together, but today the youth are serving the lunch in honor of Mother's Day. So they're all kind of sitting in the back, which makes me feel like there's a big gap right here because they've got to get ready to exit a little early to go make lunch. Uh, but that's a special thing. Next Sunday, it seems like a lot of stuff going on. Next Sunday is my favorite Sunday of the year. Not because of the basketball game, though that's next Sunday too, but because of the baptisms and new membership. I really love Baptism Sunday, New Membership Sunday. So we're looking forward to uh, receiving some people. We're going to have a lot of testimonies, a lot of fun things uh, just to, to uh, hear and get to know those that are coming into our church. As I mentioned, next week, basketball game. Next week, Shaomei Mitsuhashi's baby shower, which is right over here in room 10, across this outdoor uh, patio area. And... Um, and that means usually we would have our POPs group, the parents of preschoolers, but because of so much stuff going on, we are postponing it next week. So a couple other announcements that you might read on your own time, but let me actually highlight one thing that isn't in the program, and that is that we have beach camp this year. So it's been kind of hit and miss because it's so hard to get a reservation um, uh, at a group site. And so we were able to secure one this year at the uh, San Clemente State Park, and uh, I'll, we'll get more information. But just to give you the dates, June 18th through the 20th, if you want to go on the beach camp, that's a Sunday. We'll leave here after church Sunday through Tuesday, and, and the sign-ups are on the pretzel kiosk in the foyer. And so if you want to go, sign up. It's limited space. And um, first come, first serve, but uh, sign up, and it's a great time for us to have a fellowship together and get to know one another to do some uh, fun things. First thing I want to do this morning is kind of maybe a little bit selfish, but this is a, oh, one other thing. I got this cup. I want to get rid of this. So I have this up here to remind me, which I would have forgot if I didn't. Uh, if you are a guest, please uh, get a free gift after the service uh, at the uh, Connection Central after, afterwards. We have uh, brochures and, and, a, and a cup for you and all of that uh, good stuff. If you have questions, that's a great place to go and to get some information. Okay, so here is my uh, Mother's Day gift to my wife, okay? Everyone is always saying, Corey, man, 
Your kids look so much like you, the spitting image. Look at Dawson. It's just, man, you can tell who his dad is. And then they'll say, oh, Kinsey looks just like Dawson. So in other words, Chelsea comes home and says, why can't just one of my kids look like me? Okay, so I'm going to put up a picture here. Now, now tell me, does that little girl not look like her mom? I tell Chelsea all the time, uh, Kinsey looks like you. Raise your hand if you think Kinsey looks like her mom. That's a lot of hand. That's your Mother's Day present. All right? Now, I do have something else. I'm not too cheap, but... <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of times that's the case, right? A, parent, a child will take after one parent. Sometimes one parent more than the other. For me, it was my mom. Everyone always uh, said, you look just like your mom. My brother took after my dad. And not only just in looks, but in personality. I, you know, even uh, I, I admit this to, the, to this day, for sure I am more like my mom than my dad, just my personality and my interests and my likes, I take after my mom. And so today, during this service, we want to talk about this idea of what's our relationship with our parents. And specifically on Mother's Day, what is our relationship to be like with our mom? Now, it's one thing to be related because of blood and even because of uh, and, and this idea of the relationship that we learn things as we grow up in our parents' home. But I want us to consider this idea of what the Bible calls honoring our father and our mother. On Mother's Day, what a, what a great text. Go all the way back to the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and your mother. And today, Mother's Day is a day to honor our moms. So what does that really mean? What does that really look like? We're going to wrestle with that. But we're not going to go back to the Old Testament text where this is originally given. We're actually going to go stay in Ephesians. We're going through a sermon series in Ephesians. And Paul quotes this commandment in chapter 6. And, the, and we're going to go a little bit around it, just covering three verses today. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Let's take a minute and pray. Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for Mother's Day. And I pray that uh, today all our moms would really feel honored. And now as we look at this passage, I pray that you would help us, you would teach us and instruct us, and help us to find some application from this uh, passage that that would be helpful for us as parents or as children in some way to be able to, uh, to do what your word says. So we just pray for your help, pray that you would guide us now in Jesus' name. Amen. As I said, this is kind of a good text for Mother's Day, but as I read these verses, uh, I begin to, I I get kind of a difficult question in my mind because uh, there is some, this this is not an easy command to do. So 
So just again, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. And once in a while, I will hear stories from people, and they're going to tell me things about their mom or their dad, and I wonder, should there be an exemption here? You know, Paul Swickland is in, uh, our, in my growth group that meets at Chelsea and I's, my house, and uh, he was sharing with us this past week in, in home Bible study. He's got a, a friend who was born addicted to heroin because his mom used while she was pregnant. And you hear stories like that, and it just breaks your heart. Chelsea uh, works in family services, a social worker working with foster kids. And every one of them has had bad, bad parents. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in the situation that they're in. And she'll come home with just these stories that, I mean, you think, how in the world could you ever do that to your own kid? And you... And so I, I back up and I read a verse like this and I, and I think, is this really a universal command? Honor your father and mother. Do we have to honor moms who don't deserve honoring? Because there are some moms that I don't know how you get around it. They just do not seem to deserve honoring. Now I give these radical examples, okay? But then I look at my own life and I consider my own parents and I have to admit I don't have perfect parents, and I know full well I'm not a perfect parent, and yet I hope my, my kids would honor me. And then we begin to think that if none of us have had perfect parents, how do we begin to really truly honor them when, in fact, all of us have some, some hurts in our hearts from things that our parents may have done or said to us? I mean, that's just a reality that no one here, uh, there is no one here that doesn't carry with us some wounds from our mom or from our dad. And so this idea of honoring our parents, and, and, and hopefully we get to some real happy stuff before we're all said and done, but man, these are difficult issues. These are, this is a difficult question. How do we honor moms who don't uh, either fully deserve honor or maybe we even harbor some real hard feelings this morning and you think about Mother's Day, how are you going to honor your mom? As I said, these are hard questions, but maybe if we really deal, if we get into the scriptures here, there might be some things that we can wrestle with that'll be helpful. So first of all, honor your father and your mother. Well, what does it mean to honor? What is, it, what is the biblical definition? Uh, there has to be an Old Testament definition when it's originally given. It has to be um, a definition that we want to look at from Ephesians 6. But just even a contemporary definition. I know a lot of you who grew up in very traditional Asian homes, this idea of honoring your parents was a very big deal. And from a young age, it was instilled within you, do not bring shame or disgrace upon your family. And so uh, what that meant for, for a lot of you is that you needed to do well in school and then do well in activities and, do, and eventually do well in work so that your successes would reflect well on your parents and your family. 
Now, I'm not pretending to know all of this, and so this is not my culture. You can tell me if I get it right or wrong, but I think that there may be some similarities to what we find here in the Bible, and there may be some dissimilarities. And so what do we mean when we talk about honor in the Bible? Well, going back to the Old Testament, the commandment that's given, the fifth of the Ten Commandments, it says, honor your father and your mother. And I think what God was driving at uh, originally was the, the importance of taking care of one's parents, helping make sure that the, all of their needs. That was the culture of the day when uh, the parents grew up older, that they would be dependent upon their children to meet their physical needs. In fact, Jesus affirms that in Matthew chapter 15 when he, uh, when he quotes this commandment and kind of gives an interpretation. Jesus says, For God said, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses his father or mother is to be put to death. And then he's going to expound on what that means. But you say that if anyone declares what, has, what might have been used to help their father or mother is, and this is in quote, devoted to God, they do not honor their father or mother with it. In other words, if you've got the means and you choose not to help your parents in their need because you have, quote unquote, devoted it to, the God, to God, you are not obeying the commandment. Jesus goes on to say, Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You hypocrites! Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So, this, so Jesus takes the Old Testament commandment, and as he does all the time with various uh, Old Testament commands, he takes it and uh, he affirms its original meaning, but then he takes it a step further and he says, actually, this is not just to be done out of a sense of duty, but it is meant to be done out of one's heart. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. As, uh, uh, as Chelsea and I raise our two kids, our desire would be that as they grow up, they would honor us just not because they have to, but from their hearts. That there is a desire that they would choose to do that because they want to. But, the, but honor is also tied, at least we see in this passage, it's closely tied to obedience. Go back to the verse. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. See the connection between obedience and honor. You see, sometimes we honor by obeying someone just because of the position that they have in whatever position that is. So, for example, this the same word that's used for honor is used elsewhere in the New Testament for honoring church leaders, for honoring government leaders, even for honoring kings, some of whom were very bad dudes. And yet, because of the position that they had, they were to, to give honor to that person. We do the same thing in our culture, right? We give honor to the office of the president. Not because we necessarily feel like the person deserves it or has earned it, may or may not, but we give honor because of the position that they hold. Okay, so all of these things, let me, let me summarize. I've touched on a lot of things. Here's my definition. Honor is a respect from the heart because of the position that God has given to a person. 
It is a respect from the heart because of the position, in our case here, because the person is our mom, because of the position that God has given to that person. Now, I like that definition because I think that we see here that honor is a choice. You can choose not to honor. You can choose to honor. You can say, this, uh, I'm going to choose, not because of what the person has done, if they've earned it or not, but from my own heart, in my heart, I choose, because this person is my mom, I choose to honor, if that be the case. It's not an issue of whether they have earned it or not, but we have great freedom here. And it also doesn't mean that we just sweep under the rug any wounds that have been done to us. We can, we can very easily say, I have been hurt very deeply and significantly, and yet at the same time be able to say, I choose to honor my mom out of the freedom that is in my own heart. Ultimately, it's for God. And it is for our own good. And we're going to talk a minute about how this is for our own good. But before we talk about the benefits, let's back up a second and, and ask ourselves the question, why is it that people struggle to honor their parents? What might be at the core of that? What might be um, at the heart of why people struggle? Many teenagers struggle to respect their parents, right? At least that's the stereotype. I know we've got a lot of, I don't, want to, I don't want to play on stereotypes because we've got a lot of good kids in our youth group that I really think are seeking to honor their parents. But that's the stereotype. Uh, I want to tell a little humorous story here, so I've got to play on a stereotype, all right? And so parents of teenagers are, they don't know anything, they're out of touch, they're old-fashioned. Basically, the parents of the teenager is an idiot, right? And, uh, and so, uh, when I was in seminary, I took a trip to some of the New Testament church sites. In fact, Ephesus was one of the uh, sites that I went and visited, the excavated ruins, and uh, got to see all of these things. And one of the things in ancient Greece, Greek culture was that they would uh, dispose of kids that they didn't want. They would throw them off the cliffs and they would kill them. And so I was talking to a woman on the trip, and this is where it may get a little fuzzy with the truth, but stick with me. Uh, I was talking with a woman on the, uh, on the trip that was struggling with a teenage son at home who was rebelling in this way. And we're at one of these sites where they get rid of the unwanted children and she pulls out a postcard. Dear Jeffrey, I am now standing on a cliff where the ancient Spartan women once hurled their defective children to the rocks below. Wish you were here. Love, Mom. Okay, okay, I know that's probably not a real spiritual thing to say, but uh, we need to laugh a minute because what we're about to deal with here is, I think, actually kind of serious stuff. We're going to talk about why is it that we struggle with honoring our parents? What's deep within the heart? I've come up with a couple uh, uh, possible answers. Tell me if these are, leg these are possibilities. Maybe people struggle to honor their parents because they just feel like their parents are so different from them. Maybe that's how a teenager feels, but even as we get 
older as adults, I've, I've felt this, that, man, I've had such different experiences that I, I feel like I have a different worldview than my parents. And so maybe we struggle uh, to honor our parents because of that reason. But then I step back and think, actually, I like talking to people that have different worldviews and experiences than me. So that's one possibility for me that's uh, maybe not the strongest. The second would be, maybe people struggle to honor their parents because they flat out wish their parents would treat them better. That, in a sense, is maybe it's rooted in selfishness. That from an early age, uh, even some kids were catered to their every... They're every whim and desire, and maybe not, but as they get older, maybe they hold uh, this desire that they struggle to honor their parents because they expect their parents to go out of their way to cater to their needs, and that's not happening. Here's a third possibility. Maybe people struggle to honor their parents because deep down inside they've been hurt by their parents, and maybe they haven't been able to receive the love from their parents that they long for. And just that interaction with them, kind of like scraping an old wound, it stirs up hard feelings. And so it's difficult to interact. And one thing is said, and all of a sudden it sparks something deep within us, and, we're, and it hurts. And it's hard to give respect and honor in that situation. And along the same lines, just going a little bit further, maybe they struggle to honor parents because these wounds actually point towards something in their own life that they don't like. And and these things that they don't like in their own lives can easily be traced back to their parents. Bad childhood experiences, inherited personality traits. But at its core, maybe the reason people struggle with their parents is because they actually struggle to love their own lives to love themselves. Let me give this as a possible summary. People struggle to honor their parents because there are frustrations in their lives that can be traced to their parents. You know, I remember... uh, Several years ago, I sat in a, with, basically with a Christian counselor, and we talked about a lot of stuff, and some of it was very hurtful, I mean, in my heart. And we began to go back to things that happened even when I was a child, and I love my parents deeply. This is, not, this is no knock against any, anyone, uh, but there were things that I had to wrestle with and come to an understanding of because they were foundational and formative in who I was, even as a Christian. And oftentimes when I meet with um, people in some sort of counseling session, if it's for any length of time, eventually we're going to have to talk about what was their relationship with their mom and dad because so many of these things go all the way back to... uh, to our childhood. Almost more than anything, childhood experiences can be formative to who we are. Dallas Willard writes, at the heart of our own identity lies our family and our parents in particular. 
We cannot be thankful for who we are unless we can be thankful for them. Not certainly for all the things they have done, for they may have been quite horrible. And in many cases, we must come to have pity on them before we can be thankful for them. I read that and I think, wow, that's, to me, that's a helpful statement. That just even the recognition of hurts and wounds and frustrations begins to open door for Jesus to provide healing. Because ultimately, the new life that we have in Christ is that we are new people. And that Jesus can heal us from the inside out. That he can even take difficult things and make all things new and to transform us from the inside out. Jesus has the ability to heal wounds so that we can begin not only to love our parents, but to first love ourselves. And, and I think it's very hard to honor our parents until we, until we come to an understanding of who we are and begin to actually love ourselves. So how is Jesus able to heal these wounds? Well, these are big picture concepts, but I thought of three tangible steps. One, the Bible talks a lot about honesty and vulnerability. To recognize the hurts within. To be honest about who our parents really are and how we feel about them. Secondly, another big picture uh, biblical concepts, confession and forgiveness. To confess our wrongs of act and, and attitude that we have had towards our parents and to confess them to God. Maybe it's appropriate, maybe not confess them even to our parents and ask for forgiveness. And then thirdly, kindness and mercy. To begin to show kindness and mercy to our parents. Both in our words and our actions. Kindness may be simply the act of forgiving them. Mercy may be when they do something that hurts us again, which will always happen. To extend mercy instead of react with anger and, and, uh, and uh, vengeance. But to extend mercy, to show kindness, to speak kindly to them. And ultimately, I think part of honoring our parents is to pray for our parents, no matter if they are believers or not, but to pray for them. And in all of these things, we really are acting out the gospel, are we not? Because did not Jesus first love us while we were yet sinners? What we're talking about is loving our parents as sinners. Because all of our parents have been our sinners. Paul says in Romans 5.8, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. How we specifically love our parents will look different for every one of us. Some of us, that will come quite easily. But for some of us, we're going to have to spend a lot of time in prayer asking God, God, what does this look like for me? But I think no matter who we are and what we've experienced, it's worth it. Because there are benefits to it. Paul points to these benefits in, in verses 2 and 3. He says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. There's something good for us here. That it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Dawson came back to me after uh, Sunday school one day, and he says, Daddy, I know why great-grandma lived for so long. He's got two great-grandmas that have made it to over 100. 
Chelsea's grandma on her mom's side lived to over 100. My grandma on my mom's side is still alive at 101. And so Dawson came back to me and he, uh, after Sunday school. I said, I know why great-grandma lives for so long. She obeyed her mom and dad when she was a kid. And I'm sure this is, these are the verses that they were looking at in Sunday school. Uh, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on the earth. But this, uh, but I don't know if that's necessarily the application, because obviously there's exceptions to the rules. Good, obedient kids that have died young and nasty kids that have lived a long time. But, but in the Old Testament, I think the application was that they expected a promised land, right? This is a ten one of the Ten Commandments. And I think the land here is if you honor your parents, in other words, if you receive their values and treat them with respect and uh, pass that on from generation to generation, you can expect it to go well, uh, things to go well in the land and for you to live there a long time. But the Ephesians are given this promise and they didn't expect a promised land and neither do, you, neither do we. And so what's the application for us? Well, if it's not physical and material blessings, then surely there is some spiritual and emotional blessings. Ultimately, all of what we've been talking about this morning is kind of calming the emotional storm within us. Ultimately, I think what we're talking about here, the spiritual and emotional blessings, are dealing with peace within our own hearts. That when we are able to honor our parents, it is coming to terms with who we are and who has God made us to be. And it is, and the peace deal that Jesus seems to be offering here is a peace that, is, that resonates deep within our hearts. Here's the, here's the deal. God's peace comes to those who embrace their lives. And a big part of who you are is your family particularly your parents. So I was thinking about all of this this week, and uh, I decided to write my mom a Mother's Day card. And uh, I tried to express to, in the card the things that I was thankful for. And the last line I put in the card, and I feel like this, at least for me, this was the application of today's sermon. I put, I have a good and special life because I have a, good and special mom. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't recognize things that were quite hurtful. And that doesn't mean that I don't recognize some of the difficulties in my own life. But I do believe that at its core, because of the redemptive work of God, that I do have in, some way, in, in very significant ways a good and special life. And a big part of that is because I have a good and special mom. My mom's an artist, and one of the things I got from my mom, I think, is just this ability to be creative, something I like about myself. My mom is a person that I don't know anyone else on the face of the earth that can stay so focused and concentrated on one thing for such a long period of time. And I feel like I have the ability to do that, and she taught me hard work. My mom has always had a, a wide and broad uh, uh, interests in various things. And I, I, can't, I, have a, I like a lot of stuff on the plate, even though I like to focus on uh, one thing at a time. I like a lot of 
to do a lot of things at the same time. I get that from my mom. My mom taught me how to balance personal achievement with good relationships. And so I list all of these things out because I can point back to not only some of the difficult things, but some of the things that I am really thankful for. So here's my final challenge of the sermon today. Embrace your life, embrace your mom. Some of you, that might be quite literally a physical embrace. Franco's doing this right now. Application's done for Franco. He's hugging his mom. But uh, some of you might go and you hug your mom uh, this afternoon. Some of you, obviously, that's not possible. Maybe your mom's not living. Maybe she's not living in the area. Maybe it's just not appropriate in uh, your family dynamics to give a hug. But you... But may we all be able to come at some point to be able to embrace our moms, to be able to say, I forgive you, or to be able to say, I I am thankful for you, to be able to embrace them in some way with compassion and acceptance. You know, I was telling you about uh, Paul's friend that was born um, addicted to heroin, because his mom used while she was pregnant. Does that guy have to honor his mom today on Mother's Day. I actually texted Paul and I asked him uh, later on if his friend was a Christian. And he said that uh, he was a Christian, but he didn't know what kind of relationship that he had with his mom. But I can imagine that if he is a believer, that there may be a day in his life that he is able to say, you know what? I've got a very good, because of Jesus, I've got a very good and special life. Now, I'm not, I'm, now, that doesn't mean that he doesn't recognize that his mom did some terrible stuff and maybe even was a horrible person. But he is able to say, it is my choice. And I choose ultimately for the sake of God's glory and for the sake of my own good to be able to say, this is my mom and I am thankful for her. Not thankful for what she did, but thankful that God somehow in his plan placed her in my life. Not to gloss over the hard things, but to say, you know what? God can use the hard things and make them new in his uh, plan and, in, and for his glory. And he can take the difficult things and he can someday say, even though I'd wish it on no one else, I'm glad it happened to me because God has used that to form me into who I am. And I'm thankful for who God has made me to be. Paul, a chapter earlier in Ephesians 5, says, verse 20, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. That's a hard verse at first, giving thanks to God for everything. But there must be some truth there, and there must be something there that is good for our soul. So in light of all of that, happy Mother's Day. I am thankful for my mom. I'm really thankful for my wife, the mother of my children, and I'm thankful for all the moms of our church, good and godly moms that are seeking to the best of their ability and with the help of God to bring their children up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So in closing today, I'd like to take a minute and just uh, pray for our moms. Father God, I do thank you for today. And I I thank you for every mom that's here. And uh, God, just the idea that they are here 
is that it shows their desire to know you and to live for you and to serve you and honor you with their lives. And none of us will ever be perfect parents, but I pray that today they would have a sense that they have done well with your help. That you, they, they would have a sense that they are honored and appreciated and that you would just pour out your blessings upon them. I thank you for them. I thank you for every mom here. And I pray that today would be a special day on Mother's Day. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.